is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to either earn or buy someone's love. Hello to all of our listeners out there whose racist grandmother told them they were not allowed to swim with black people because it was like, quote, bathing with them, end quote. Welcome to the Family Burrito Podcast, episode 14. My name is Christine. My sister Jessie and I started this podcast as a way to heal our racist family childhood wounds. Hi, Jessie. Hi, how are you doing? Did you send the snowstorm that's headed this way? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're like, um, karma's a bitch. <laughs> so am I. No, that sucks. I mean, it sucks in Texas. It's snow. Yeah, because everybody goes crazy. It's like almost like when you go to the Costco parking lot on a regular day and everybody goes nuts. It's like that everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't miss that at all. Yeah, I was telling, um, I think I was telling my one of my psychologist friends, yeah, I was like, you psychologist research people should do a study on people in the Costco parking lot and then the Trader Joe's parking lot. Like something happens once those tires hit the pavement in the parking lot, they lose their mind. <laughs> and then with yeah. Trader Joe's, it's like you're going to throw in some added bonuses of a smaller parking lot with people over 65. Right. Yeah. It's always, it's always a rat race, especially, especially when there's about to be a storm, but I'm sorry you have to deal with that right now. Oh, well, thank you for the apology. I appreciate that right now. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't, I'm like, oh gosh. Because you know how it is. Yeah. (laughs) So the beginning of my intro, I was talking, I mentioned our racist grandmother and she has been sending me on a whirlwind adventures the past week. Um, She's trying to tell me something, and I'm, I thought I was finished the other day, but she's still ramping up again, and so I'm like, okay, what are you trying to tell me? So, um, it's just so interesting with our synchronizations and things like that, but, you know, I listen and I follow my guts and leads, and, you know, um, last year on Dad's birthday, he was in the hospital, Um my my good friend had sent me this text like hey do you want this dog and i need this the one that i complain about that's whining um who just peed on my floor um but (laughs) um you know i knew immediately that she was sent by grandma and you know i knew there was going to be a delay i didn't know what the delay would be um anyway so then actually what's funny is now i'm talking ironic that the delay was a, a winter storm and so anyways, and I got her and then dad died and he was so funny because, you know, I had no electricity, like the power was out for three days, you know, I'm in Texas, that whole crazy storm we had. And he's like trying to get out of the hospital when we come get him. I'm like, I don't even know if you have power on dude, you know, and what makes you think I don't, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, he was hell bent on getting from Dallas to Fort Worth home. And I get, he probably wanted to smoke weed and they were treating him terribly there. I mean, I didn't hear from him for like almost a week and they lost his phone and he had crazy wounds on his heel when he got home and stuff. And he was in poor shape, 
but um anyway so the after he died that's when I went and got the dog well the person that sent my friend a text came over my house the other day and as he's walking in the door that same person sent him another text (laughs) and what happened was on the day of dad's birthday last week when we recorded you know someone had left a crate on her porch with a black cat in it and the name leo on it and i'm a leo um so then she took the cat to the pound and there was this german shepherd there named lux l-u-x which means light in latin and um anyway so i was like oh my god they were sending me another damn dog a sister for zoe um and so anyways um so before so i'm like okay well i'm just following i'm like am i going on a damn uh goose chase here like what is happening but as i was going the you know way i was like 15 minutes in the drive and and i was like maybe five minutes away i realized what was going on so as i'm on the highway i see the exit for the fort worth va hospital where dad would get his treatments And that was the last place he visited. That was the last place he had me call to get him an Uber. And I did not realize I've been holding on to so much guilt about like, maybe it was my fault that he died. Like I was like blaming myself. Like I could have done more. I should have checked on him. You know, I was actually doggy sitting that weekend and, you know, I didn't even realize like I was holding on to that. So I'm like bawling, you know, as I'm trying to get to the shelter and then, I was just like, oh, and I, cause I haven't been by that. Pl- I, haven't, I don't go on that side of town, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, so I was just crying and then I felt better. And then I was just happy. And I, it, I, you know, wasn't really like, I like went in there and they were like, the dog was adopted two days after it was dropped off. So I was really happy. And so I get in my car and I'm kind of like, almost skipping now because I'm like, okay. Cause I really didn't want another dog. I mean, I just want to just peed on the floor. So it was a relief, like, you know, it was a relief to identify that and get that. And so I I feel like grandma, (laughs) as crazy and shrewd and tough and shit she was, um, she's helping me in some strange way. She creates obstacles and challenges, but then there's also this other thing of where she's showing me things that I'm unconscious that I'm not even aware I'm holding on to. Oh, that's good. Well, yeah, 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 because it's definitely not your fault that dad died. Yeah. I think that his spirit guide got tired. You know, they're like, man, we are done trying to protect your ass. No, I well, So and the reason why and the main reason, honestly, the main reason why was because what was so weird. I don't even know if I told you this story. That weekend was a full moon. And every time I go doggy sit for my friend, it's always a full moon. He's always out of town. And I'm like, what is it you, with you in full moons? And what's funny, he doesn't have Wi-Fi because he's so cheap. But I love going to his house because he doesn't have a lot of furniture. You almost feel like you're at an Airbnb. But, it, you know, but there's not all that electromagnetic, all that crap around. So but I, he's got a skylight. You know, it's very, um, there's nothing. When I look at his house, I don't go, oh, I need to do all these things because it's not my house, you know. And so I feel very relaxed. It's very clean. It's just him, you know? So, so, but on the way that fright, so 
before I left the house to go drop Sophie off for dad's and then go to, to my friend's house Friday night before dad died, he, that's when he called me and said, can you get me an Uber to, you know, the Dallas VA and, or the Fort Worth VA. And so I did. And then I like paused and I'm like, should I, you know, I don't know. So as I'm getting in the, so Sophie and I are in the car and we're driving. And so why I mentioned the full moon is because every time the full moon is for release, the new moon is for manifestation. So you write down your goals for the new moon. So the full moon is like, what are you going to release? And at this particular time, I was really working on boundary setting and he had not been asking me to help him, you know? And even though I felt like I should be, but I'm like, he needs to ask me. But then I'm like, but what, maybe he's not thinking straight. I don't know. But I was like, that's when I started saying, I will trust if someone needs help, they will ask me. And because I have such codependent behaviors. And so that was like my mantra. And I felt really good. And then Monday morning he died. And that's where I was like, was it my fault? You know what I mean? And so, you know, anyways, I didn't even realize I was holding on to that. And so after I got home, you know, the other day, um, I was like, okay, Christine, he was, had breakfast, you know, he was, he, he took care of his needs. He'd called the home health. They're the one that found him, you know? So it's like, it's okay. Like he was taking care of it. Like there was nothing you needed to do. And I think that as part of my inner child, like one more release, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That is good. I mean, I think a lot of people with uh, parents of abuse, like substance abuse, mm-hmm. kind of almost feel like it's their fault, especially mm-hmm. when their parent dies, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, Oh, maybe there was more I could have done or yeah, something I could have said, but if there's nothing physically like you could have done. Yeah. Like, like you did your best. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That- anybody could have ever asked for especially when you push everybody away from you yeah you know what I mean yeah. it's like when they're still willing to help you like he was probably just more grateful that you were still willing to help him yeah on yeah. some level you know yeah and because I, I remember I just remember like when I went over there to see him when he got that hospital like I remember feeling anxious and shit It wasn't even because about what, you know, that's always the general feeling I would get, you know, that anxiety before I go over there, because it's like, what kind of shit is he going to say? It just takes you, your brain starts producing those chemicals, you know? And when I walked in, I mean, all that completely disappeared because he was a shell of a man. And I just, you know, he didn't even look up. I mean, his bones were sticking out of his back and fluid looking out of his feet and, you know, I just went over there and I was just, I don't even know if he heard me come in. I don't know, but I was just started rubbing his head and his hair and, you know, and I was like, you know, do you need anything, dad? And he was like, he put his head up and he was like, no, you're already doing it. And it was just like every like couple minutes he would start to get more perkier, you know? And, um, and by the next day he was like rolling around the wheelchair better, ordering me around, like. Hey, you put this coffee cut back in the sink, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, I remember, like, right at that time, it was like Shane said, um, I guess it was right after he died, he was like, you know, I'm sure he appreciated that, especially knowing, you know, it coming from somebody that he heard a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what, I mean, uh, it's like with Grandma Lou, you know, she 
you were like her the last time she passed away too and she hurt you you a lot as well yeah it's so strange like that is like my thing what is that about I, i it's like some sort of um Okay, you're answering a question for me right now because there's something else I was struggling with earlier, but I'm not going to talk about it on the air. But um, I, um, yeah, that's so interesting because, yeah, I was there with her when she, I mean, she died as soon as I got there. And I almost didn't go, but I was like, I need to, I'm emotional, right? I'm, I'm. Well, first of all, I was irritated at dad for calling and saying, hey, just so you know, your grandma's probably not going to make it through the night and um, you you can go up there. It's your choice if you want to see her, but I'm not going to go up there. I don't like hospitals. And I was like, thank you, question mark, you know, and I um, and I didn't know if anybody was up there. I assumed people were going to be there, but there was no one. There was not one person up there. And I'm so glad that I talked to my really good friends and asked her, you know, because all I could think of is her mom died of cancer, you know, and she, you know, she could tell me, you know, she's like a sounding board. So I'm glad that she did because, you know, she died, you know, very soon after I I got there and, um, you know, and then just like with my older brother who died, you know, we didn't have, you know, we didn't talk very much. We didn't talk for years. You know, part of that's my mom's fault. But, you know, I thought he was the reason why my mom and I didn't get along. But that was her gaslighting narcissism. And, you know, but, you know, at the last few months before he died of, you know, cancer, we reconnected and became brother and sister again. And we got to know each other. Just him and I had nothing to do with anyone else. And it was great. And he, I wasn't there when he died, but he said I was my name was the last words to come out of his mouth. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, cause he knew he like messed with you too. Like he also was yeah. not that great to you. <laughs> right. Right. But, but he know, had it's... apologized and we had made amends, but I, I, it's just, I'm, I'm glad you're bringing this up though, because it's, it's making me, cause I've always wondered what is that connection? Like, and now I'm like, well, wait a minute. Also, Christine, you were like the last one to help your father. Like all of these things you did for him. And I'm like, what is it? It's it's unconditional love. Like no matter what you did to me, you know, you don't deserve to be alone. Like you, like no, nobody does. I don't care, you know? Yeah, no, I totally understand. I, and like, you know, I've heard like awful stories about, you know, people dying and it like, you they don't get found for like weeks or whatever. And so bro- it's horrible. God. And then Jesse, all these people that are dying, die of COVID in the hospital and their families can't be there. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. That really sucks. Uh, it's one of, it's probably one of the worst times to die. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh man, I will. I can't like, we get to say goodbye via zoom. Like that. Yeah. That's a weird. That's new. Um, so what like so with uh dad passing away and everything though like i think that because it's gonna you know it'll be like march 1st i guess right it's like the day we've kind of found out right so like at this um, time last year he was in the hospital yeah and you know and then he sent me that text like your sister said you're willing to give up some family pictures you know which is so funny it was so funny and you know and I was like is this your 
form of a like a olive branch and he did not respond at all but mm-hmm. um i mean i didn't really expect him to i was just like i was legit just wondering like what this is a random text after not talking for four years yeah um, <laughs> and then you know I feel like he is definitely trying to heal your pain that he caused. And so is grandma Lou, because, you know, I don't think it's there. Like, you know, they weren't like born racist, you know, they had to be taught how to be racist. Right. I mean, like, it's definitely like, I mean, it's obviously somebody taught grandma Lou not swim with black people. Right. Right. And that wasn't her only, I don't even know if I call that her top worst quality. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, like, no, her top worst quality was like, yeah. you know, saying that she's blind, but then saying, oh, your zipper's unzipped. Um, I thought you're blind, first of all. Yeah. Or telling, <laughs> or telling your, you know, 16 year old granddaughter she has a camel toe. You right. Know, like, right. Like, it's, but this again is coming from the fashion queen. So, of course, she's just more obsessed Lord. with your parents. Like, when I was gothic, oh my god, it drove her nuts. Oh my god, it. I can only imagine. I loved I, it. <laughs> I, I know, I know, because you're like dad in that way, like to press the buttons, like the, you know, the disgraceful mashed potatoes. Yes, but you know yes. what, so she's like a paradox too, because she is like um, a glamorous looking, that typical 1950s Hollywood movie star looking person, you know, beautiful skin beautiful clothes beautiful jewelry but man there was one thing pretty about her when she opened her mouth it was masculine and tough it was uh it's startling like if you don't know her right oh yeah and it's still even startling if when you do know her because you see this person that looks so beautiful but is a terrible person you know and they say the most awful things it's such a so weird yeah but she, you know, but she was pretty and, you know, and I think that she relied on her looks a lot because even like the last time I saw her before she passed away, um, she said, Jesse, I lost 10 pounds and I responded while well, you're dying. <laughs> you yeah. Die. And What's I know it's say? like horrible to say, but I was, you know, that's, yeah. my, that's me. Um, she looked at me and said, that was awful. And I was like, and I just told her, it was the truth. You're in hospice right now. Yeah, she was, man, that, so that just tells you that she was narcissist till the damn day she died, man. <laughs> oh, man, and then, uh, like, at her viewing, when they, like, put the wrong lipstick on her, I was uh-huh. like, oh, she's gonna haunt whoever did that. Mm. Yeah. That person's still getting haunted by that bitch. I don't think so. I think she's too busy messing with me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> She's everywhere. <laughs> she can, she can, she can be petty. <laughs> She's like, I'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> I think that's why she has Uncle Robbie with her because she kind of drops him off while she goes messes with somebody else. It's just, right. it's so funny. She's like, oh, watch this. Hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't believe me. Just watch. But yeah, um, yeah. It's so. It's just so fascinating. Like, you know how we're with me personally. Like this. I, and now I was like thinking, now I'm thinking about being with her when she died and then my brother. And then, so now I'm letting the guilt go. Thank you for, for mentioning those things because now I'm like, I feel like this balloon that lets an air out. And, um, I, um, well, you're only one human. You can't, con- definitely can't control if anybody dies. Right? right. That's, that's just beyond your control. And, <sighs> We can't save everybody. 
you know and that's yeah. like like all the people that are in the hospital from covid and like dying yeah you know, if, whether you know one might believe because they're unhealthy or they're not vaxxed or whatever you know like the, and they're dying and and i hear my um my nurse friends they're like yeah i'm having to like take therapy because i'm seeing yeah. so many patients die from covid and yeah and that's why i have my other podcast because i don't think it's any of those things <laughs> yeah right. i don't think it's any of those things once you believe you have it you're gonna have it i mean let me tell you the last three weeks i have been exposed to covid probably a thousand times my ex had it i'm sure you know it's just sophia too classmates and i mean people that i was i'm like i ain't getting it you know what I mean? Right. I don't, yeah. I, it is It is about mindset. And that. And yeah. you know what, girl? I said that to my doctor when I went to go get my checkup and she rolled her eyes at me because she said, she was like, oh, I watched a 30 year old die. And I was like, and I, and I was like, well, I know in statistics that there's always going to be those outliers. Like, of course, there's going to be like that healthy 30 year old that died. And here's, and here's the thing, just talking about it, it gets in our subconscious going, die, die, die. Coronavirus, oh, right, you know what I mean? Right. And yeah, so and all, like, so we don't even realize that, right? Like we don't even realize yeah. like, like, like one of my friends that I work with, I mean, we had it together for the first time in April of 2020. And she was like, it's just a matter of time before I get it again. A week later had it, you know? Yeah. And, and, so, no, and I'm like, I, and I even told her, I told my doctor, I was like, I'm the type of person that's like, it's all about in your, like, what's in your mindset. I was like, I forced myself to do yoga. Like mm-hmm. I forced myself to get up and do something like yeah. not just sit around and not do anything. And like, met, let my body just like, yeah be nothing I was like I actually forced myself to do something and then I slept for 12 hours of course but like I I rested but I forced myself to do something like my body to do something and she's like well you got right. lucky and I was like no 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 and that's I the thing like, too. Yeah, like I can fight in a 15 minute fight like I yeah my she's burned out like, I don't was she like this before like I don't know your doctor or anything but so like my doctor she's from Maine so uh-huh. she's new here so like I'm probably it's probably like her um how she was programmed yeah Right. Yeah, and you know, and I'm nothing against you know that that way of thinking at all. Well, it's then more... science, you know, science, 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 you know, right. like, yeah, don't question it. Yeah, well, science changes all the time, and it's not even about that. It's again, like you said, mindset. Like, yeah, you know, and if you're thinking about it, and I mean, I know there was like a recently, I was on Twitter, and I was like, what's they had that COVID what's trending and I started looking at it and I started getting this like I don't know kind of anxiety and I said oh that's what they want it's it's coming I'm gonna turn this off and I'm gonna go do something else because I'm I'm starting to get this uneasy feeling and I don't like it and so I'm gonna go do uh, something's happening so yeah um and it's not like I'm not saying that this is planned or anything or like that it's more or less like I feel the media knows exactly what they're doing. They know how to plant those seeds. Like we always talk about. And mm-hmm. when it comes, and also when it comes down to like your mental health and everything. Yeah. Like you have, you have way more going on than like COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, you know, to your healing from your past trauma, like, most yeah. are, you know, like, and I think the media knows that too. They're like, well, they're all, they also have all these other anxieties on top of COVID. Like, yep. well, let's just like, like stir the pot kind of yes. thing. Yes. Oh, the economy. Let's talk about the economy. Like, you know, and so that's the thing is like, I swear if it, I really wish there was like a thing where we did this global, I don't know, campaign, turn the news off for three days. Right. Turn it off for three yeah. days. Don't look at it. Don't listen to it. Don't watch it. 
because I'm telling you, they put hypnotic stuff in there. That's why I stopped watching porn because I was like hearing this like click, 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 click. And I was like, oh my God, they're, they're doing a hypnosis. This is what they're doing. This is a hypnosis right now. Oh, just listen to porn on silent. Mm. Or watch porn on silent. I guess mm. you can't listen to it on silent. No, because they're like <laughs> they're looking at you and they can't. They're and then they're they're making eye contact. So no, it's again they. So they're all like trying to keep us in the three huh. D, you know. Huh. And so yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. I'm gonna look at porn different things. Yeah, don't even watch it because it's like seriously, it just they. I don't they, really typically need it. But... Yeah, I don't either. Um, I won't even go into that. Yeah, let's do a different episode. <laughs> you know. Racist grandma, let's masturbate. What? What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's okay. one thing that my mom like programmed me. She she said that um, you know, your grandmother. I guess when she was marrying my dad for those I don't know two whole years uh, and dated him for three months. I don't know, but um, was like, yeah, your grandma Lee would you know she would always have boyfriends over and they would you know go take a nap in the middle of the day, ha ha ha, you know, insinuating that she's a whore, and I'm like. I don't, so now it's funny, like, now that all these things, like, you know, that my mom told me, I'm like, was that even true? Like, I remember, <laughs> I remember her always telling dad, or talking about trash about daddy never paid child support, and I remember him one time, he was out of town or living somewhere, I don't know, I hadn't seen him in a while, and he was back, and he comes pick me up, and he, we go right down to downtown Fort Worth, and he's, like, giving a court a check and he's like your mom says I'm not paying this and and I guarantee you a hundred and twenty dollars which was probably how much my child support was that grandma Lee was involved because my mom oh no doubt and dad is also not the type to not pay child support he would like I don't think he would I think he would be like honorable enough to at least give you like 50 bucks I don't know so that's a good question yeah I, I just like I mean I know he's done shitty stuff like he had done shitty stuff but he was not a shitty person like he always tried to help people like that's what keeps coming back into my mind like he well always- I don't know he was weird at tipping like I remember going living when we were living in Colorado we all go to breakfast and he tipped the waitress a penny oh but then you know girl this one time it was right when my nephew Cameron was born that the day Cameron was born we all went like him and Michael and I went to go eat some barbecue. And he was trying to give the freaking lady a hundred dollars. Really? Yeah, I was like having to stop him, and then he like cried and what? And he was like, "It's my money. Let me get her my money." What in the world? I was like, "Man, I like how can I do that?" (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he was crying. Yeah, it was hilarious interesting yeah oh my gosh it was so funny he and was where were y'all at um i want to say like what's that barbecue place off of brian Irvin? not oh Dickie, okay so but... he was is when you guys were both living here yeah yeah and he um, wanted to tip the person a hundred dollars it was a yeah, it was like just one of those like random like those little barbecue places where you like tell them what you want and they just like put it on their plate and then they hand it to you and then you like mm-hmm. check out so it's not even a waitress it was just the person taking our money was it a male or a female? Do you remember? It was a female. It was a cute little girl. Like she was maybe like 20, 21. Mm. Was yeah. it Sophia's new grandma? <laughs> uh, possibly. <laughs> oh, like, gosh. You know, I loved how our moms are always going to be younger than us. <laughs> younger than you and I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's all about mindset, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's all I know, sweetheart. To be continued. Thank you for all your support. I love you, Jesse. I love you too. Have a great night. Yeah.